are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Luke chapter 16 today, thank you very much. And I'm so thankful you are in God's house today. What an encouragement to a pastor to see you. And I don't know what the year holds for us, but I do know this. The Lord tarries, we are closing out, hard to believe, another decade. You remember back when we get ready for Y2K? That was two decades ago almost now. That's hard to believe. And uh, now we're finishing off the 2019 uh, this year, moving into 2020. I hope you'll be here tonight. We, uh, we have a great service plan. There'll be special music and preaching of the Word of God. And, and uh, I want to do everything I can. I know what I'm preaching next Sunday already. I want to try to do everything I can to help God's people make sure that this will be the best year of your life. I do know that um, I don't know what I do know that I don't know what the future holds. I do know that there'll be great joys this year. Uh, you're going to find out, perhaps, uh, you some of you couples that you're going to have a baby, your first or second or whatever. Uh, some are going to have your children graduate from schools. Some are going to. Uh, watch your sons and daughters get married. Some will face the sorrow of death this year with loved ones and maybe even ourselves. I don't know. But I'm rejoicing that God at least brought us into a new year. And I want my year to count for God. I know my wife and I together, we have, we have purpose. We don't want to tool down. We want to tool it up. We want to have the best year of our life with our Bible with prayer, with serving God, with one another. I hope that, um, that we'll draw closer to him. I want to get to the end of 2019 if the Lord tarries. I hope I'm a better Christian. Now, I'll not arrive till I get to heaven, that glorified body, but I hope I'm a better Christian. I hope I'm a cleaner Christian, a more separated Christian. I hope I'm not caving into the pressures of my flesh and the world as I look at this 2019 and what's even happened in the churches in America today, I don't want that. I want to be a strong man of God. And I hope you'll pray for me because I'm not a strong man of God. My, my nature is weak. All of us are weak. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And I want you to pray for me more than ever. I want you to pray for my wife more than ever and our children and our grandchildren, if you will. Let's pray for one another. And I want to thank you for 20, 2018. It was such an incredible year. And you men and all the people in this auditorium and those that are watching and those that are shut in, I, I'm just so thankful for you. What is a steward? If you've been in this church any length of time, you can give the definition of that very easily. A steward is one who manages the property the valuables, or the possessions of another. All of us are stewards. You have a job. You're a steward. You ought to make that job better at the end of every day 
than when she started the day. At the end of the year, your job ought to have grown instead of hanging around the water cooler. We ought to make our job the best. We ought, to, we, ought to, we ought to realize that we're a steward with our marriage. I am responsible to, to take care of that lady. That's my job. That's my responsibility. That's my love and my heart. That's my duty. I am a steward. God blessed me with a marriage. I better take care of it, and so should you. God gave us children, and our children are a steward. God's word makes it very clear in Psalm 127. They're not ours. They belong to God. They're an heritage of the Lord. And our children, we have three married kids. We have 13 grandkids. We never told or directed our children what they should do with their careers. They had to find out from God. Now, my son, our son, he never knew this. But I prayed every day before his birth that God would allow him to be a preacher of the gospel. I wasn't going to tell him that because I didn't want him to feel like, okay, my dad's going to be disappointed, disappointed if I'm a policeman or fireman. Whatever he chose, I would have been proud of him. But I'm so thrilled he sensed the call of God upon his life to be a preacher of the gospel. I'm thankful our, three, our two girls both felt impressed to serve the Lord, and one's a preacher's wife, and one's a Christian principal's wife, serving God full-time. I'm thankful all 13 kids were in Sunday school this morning in various churches, and Sunday morning, Sunday night. But those kids don't belong. So my wife and I didn't sit down, did not sit down and say, okay, boy, it'd be great if one became this, and one became this, and one became this, and get real rich so as we get older, they can take care of us. That's not the goal of raising children. The goal is to give our kids back to God. And it begins that we're a steward of our own lives to God. What? Know ye not that ye are not your own? You have been brought with a price? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. God owns us. It's an amazing thing when you think of that, Brother Poussin. I think God likes to go to church on Sunday. I think he likes Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and so much more. I think he likes to sing the, the hymns and songs and spirituals. I think he likes to hear his word read. And I would say today, you say, well, i tell you what I'm going to do with my life. That's nonsense. You come first and say, God, what do you want me to do? He may have you because the position is in the Bible. He may have you in a position of government like being a policeman. He may have you work in government. He may have you work as the president or the vice president of the nation. He may have you work as in the Bible, you saw people that had businesses and careers, men and ladies. The first convert in Europe was Lydia a seller of purple. She was on a business of selling her goods. The virtuous woman, Proverbs 31, she considered the field and buyeth it with her own hands and she produced so she could help others on the pathway of life. I am a steward. I am managing what is not mine. My life is not my own. My children, our children are not our own. My, my health, uh, that's why, and I'm not the epitome of health.
but I've tried to be very careful my entire life not to take in my body, that's what would destroy this body. You'll see me eating a boysenberry pie sometime this year with whipped cream. But I don't eat a lot of that. You may see me, I haven't yet, you may see me eating, drinking a, a root beer. Ha, ha, ha. Got you on that one, brother. But not a lot, because I don't want all that sugar and carbonation. And I'm not here to tell you what you can or cannot drink or eat. I know I'm not going to eat bell peppers. I'm too good of a Christian for that. And I know I'm not going to eat beets. Can I get a witness on that one right there? But I'm going to try to take care of it because this body doesn't belong to me. It's been checked out to me. God checked it into my care when I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 852 years ago, whatever it was. God gave it to me, and I need to honor my God with this body. I need it to protect my mind. I need to put good things in that mind. Think on that, which is lovely and good. Why? Because I'm a steward. We sang... Brother Waterhouse, I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I want to make sure that the things that are going in this mind are good things. They're lovely, they're pure, they're, they're righteous. I'm a steward. A steward manages the property, the valuables, the possessions of another. A steward uh, manages the property, the valuables of possessions of another. So our children are not ours, they're God's. Our health is God's. Our body is God's. And here is a story of a man who was a steward. He was managing something for somebody else. This man owned this, and he said, I want you to take care of it. Notice what he says. Would you begin reading what you read with Brother Bertram? And let us read verses 1 through 10 together, noticing this steward, how often there's a mention about the steward because the entire chapter, the text is about stewardship. Ready? Begin. And he said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man that had a steward.
I want you to please get in your mind, and I'm not looking to, although I would hope the offerings raise, I'm not necessarily talking about just money today. Stewardship, my time that God gives me. I'm to be a good steward of the time that God invests in my life. My talent, and some of you are so talented, but whatever God gave you as a gift or a talent, that's not yours for your sake. That's for God's sake. And, and then your treasure, what God invests to you, make sure that we use it as a steward. I want to talk to you about the tragedy of this steward. I want you to see, first of all, this, the tragedy. He was reckless. He was reckless. What God entrusted to him, God entrusted to you a brain, a mind. Use it carefully. Look what the scripture says about this ruin or this recklessness of the steward. Verse one, and he said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward and the same was accused unto him that he had, what's the word church? Wasted. He was reckless. He wasted it. Some of us, if we're not careful, we're going to come to the end of 2019 and we wasted the year. We wasted it. We did not read the Bible. We did not pray. We did not help people. I was uh, uh, finishing off. I was in Numbers this morning. Deuteronomy. No, Numbers. Deuteronomy. I was in Deuteronomy. I kept seeing how that God says, I want you to take care of the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. It was like God was telling me that I need to be responsible more than ever this year to take care of strangers, people I don't know that they just come into my contact. I hope, I, 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 how many of you have a cell phone? You have a cell phone? So do I. And I'm on these do not call list. How many are on that list? And how many it doesn't work? I get calls all day long. And they keep saying the same thing. I have no remodel being done at my house. I've never had any, and I had anybody that I got on any. And they say, hi, hey, Jack, how you doing? Hi, Mr. Trover. I know they don't know who I am. And they said, we, uh, we just want to talk to you about some remodel. I don't want to talk to you. I'm on a do not call list, and I try to be very gracious. A lot of times I just don't answer those, and if I do try to call them up, it doesn't connect. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it, uh, whatever. So this guy called this past week, and, and I could tell he was just a down-home boy. And he said, hey, 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 Jack, how you? I was, right, I was in the, in fact, another phone was ringing. I had this thing, and I tried to answer this one at the same time. And I said, I, I've covered this. He goes, hey, I don't want to talk to you, buddy. I didn't tell him that. You having a good new year? Yes, I know what you want. I said, by the way, if this is a telemarketer, sir, I'm so sorry. I was always trying to be polite. I said, I'm not interested. Oh, no, Jack. Hey, hey, you having a good day? Yes, I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. It's all good in the hood. I mean, everything's good. <laughs> and you know what? He knew he wasn't going to get anything out of me, but he was honestly trying to be helpful, trying to be kind. And he said, um, he says something about God and God's been good or whatever, you know. And I got feeling terrible. Then, then I'm on this other phone at the same time. 
talking, and I said, hey, I'm going to have to run, but thank you so much. Well, God bless you, Jack. You have a good day. I felt about that big. I thought, that poor guy, I'd hate that job. We have any telemarketers in here? You do that for a living? Let's be nice the next time. Just don't answer the phone. I felt so, and that's what God's going to do for me this year. He's going to give me some strangers into my life at a store or at the gas station, whatever it is. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Having a good day. Talk to people. And I'm talking about God's going to bring strangers. God's going to bring widows. God's going to bring the fatherless. And when I get to the end of 2019, I hope by the grace of God, I can see that I put my life, my stewardship into those people. Those people can't give anything back to me. But God says, son, I want you to care for them. This man was reckless. He wasted, he wasted his goods. I'm a hard worker. I know that. My wife's, I know I'm a hard worker. I've worked my whole life, all the time, every week, all the time. But I do know that there are some things I can do that I can waste time. I don't know any television program that's on, but I do know this. You know, you get videos and all those. Other. I could become a TV-holic. I just, after you work 10, 11, 12, 14 hours every day, six, seven days a week, I, I, I like to watch something. But you know, Brother Bertram, I know if I'm not careful... I could get hooked onto that television. I just know. Could you? Thank you very much. These other heathens are not agreeing with us, but uh, we, we know because we're the only two honest ones up here right now. How many, it's, you know, for, don't raise your hand. It, it could be sports. I, I love sports. I just, I love it. I could get hooked into that if I'm not careful. And I'm not saying you cannot watch Sports. I am saying, don't waste your life at the end of the year. My life was filled with 400 hours of football. My life was filled with the cooking show. There is a cooking show. I've never watched it. I'm not going to. I expect you to watch it so you can get new recipes, so you can bring it by to me and say, hey, why don't you try this, Pastor? That'll help me with my diet. He wasted he wasted. Don't waste opportunities in your marriage. Don't waste opportunities with those kids. No, no, no. I don't have time. Later, later, later. Come back later, later, later. No, Dad, I want to play basketball with you. Then go play basketball. It has been so many years. I got a basketball hoop out front. And I'll go out there. I've got three different basketballs. And I, I'll shoot once in a while. But it's the strangest thing. Nobody wants to play with me. I guess when they looked at I, I remember training Michael Jordan. I think that I got this reputation now that he's so good that, you know. But, but I'm just out there shooting by myself. I got a four-foot pool in the backyard. One of these, it's a plastic thing, whatever. And it's dug in two feet, two feet. It's 15 by 30. And I got a basketball hoop in there. And I go out there and shoot. Not in the winter. Man, I've got good stroke. I take that pointer finger and I point it right in there and, and, and I can beat my wife every time, just every time. 
Well, not every time. Well, once in a while. She's got a shot. And I found out, fellows in life, that's why we let them win, because if you don't, well, who wants that mood swing? I'm hiding all that one right there from us men. Uh, there we go. I got out of it. He wasted. He wasted. Last night we had a prayer meeting, man in this section right here, down below us in the auditorium. I saw this fellow and I thought, you know, he, he ought to be a bus driver. I never asked him. I didn't talk to him about it. I said, he ought to be a bus driver. I saw my inbox this morning. You had that man's name requesting maybe he should be a bus driver. There's a man that doesn't want to waste his life. How does God want to use you? He wasted. He, it was reckless. Not only was he reckless, he lost opportunities, but I want you to see the reckoning of this Verse 2, and he called unto him and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee? What's the words then? Give an account of thy stewardship. There's coming a reckoning day. There's coming a day where I'm going to give account. Keep your hand here. I know I'm almost out of time. Go with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, if you will. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, just a few books over. And as you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, I want you to know what the Scripture says. We will give a reckoning. In chapter number 3, verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Would you read verse number 12, please? Chapter 3, verse number 12. Ready, begin. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, you see, the first three are, are valuable that are enduring, but the last three, they just burn up. The wood, the hay, the stubble. Then the next two words in verse 13, what's the first two words? Ready, begin. Every man. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Manifest is a powerful word that John in 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, he uses. Manifest is publicly exposed. That's what we have, not the white throne judgment for Christians. We will never stand before the white throne judgment, the book of Revelation. That's for people that have rejected Jesus Christ and they'll say, we've done this, this, and he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. And he'll cast them into hell fire because they were not born again. The white throne, if you're saved, you'll never stand before that throne. But there is the Bema seat judgment where we will stand and give an account of our works before God, not to get into heaven. That was finished at Calvary when Jesus paid it all and we accepted him as our savior and we're a child of God. But God is going to give rewards. There are five rewards, crowns in the Bible, in the New Testament. Some may, might say there are six. But one of those crowns or more can be won by you. What's the purpose of the crowns? Revelation chapter 5. We will cast them, once they're given to us, at the feet of the Jesus and say, Thou art worthy to receive honor and glory and power and majesty and dominion forever and ever. We won't run around heaven and say, Yeah. Look at me, look at my crowns up here. But God says it's gonna be made manifest. He's gonna reveal. 
What kind of steward we were. You wasted it. Son, Jack Treber, you wasted it. You wasted your opportunity. There's a reckoning day for all the reckless. And he says, if any man's work, verse number that for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. I, I want you to know there's a crown. I had this on my heart this morning, a crown that a person, James chapter one, can receive for enduring hardships and trials. But God laid on my heart some people that go through hardship and they will never receive that crown because they complain and they gripe all the time about their infirmity and their sorrow and their setback and their heartache and what they have to deal with in life. God says that he'll bless us if we suffer without complaining. He'll give us a crown. A crown. It's amazing in preaching how God, I preach and I just looked at a man right there and his dear wife. They're going to receive that crown. I try to pray for him every day. He suffers. But he's not having the whole world revolve around his suffering or her suffering. They're suffering as Christians. And so we have the accounting, the reckoning of a steward. Look at verse 1, chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians. Let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and the stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. And so if God has gifted you with the ability to teach the Word of God in Sunday school to third grade boys, don't quit the class. Don't cave in in 2019. The last year of this decade, don't give up. I'm a bus worker, it's hard. It is probably the hardest ministry in the church. But can you imagine heaven when the scores of boys and girls and moms and dads are in heaven because of your labor of love here? I find a reckless steward. I find a reckoning steward. I find the removal of a steward, verse two, go back to Luke, and I'm watching that clock carefully. And he said, how is I hear this of thee giving account of thy steward? Here it is, for thou mayest no longer be a steward. Be removed. You can tell me of different cities in America, and I've been in the ministry long enough now to look back You can tell me a city. I could tell you of a man that God is obvious in the 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s. God raised up that man. I'm thinking of a big city right now. God raised up that man. But the man got too busy with money instead of that city. And he's not a preacher of the gospel. And I think of another city right now. And God, God gave him a city. I know God put it on his heart. And God, but women got in his way. And they took him from the ministry. 
I can think of a man, pride got in his way. I can name a large city, and the preacher preached here years and years ago, and he said, Brother Jack, by the time I'm 50, I'll be a millionaire. I never had him back. It scared me to death. On his 50th birthday, he was in a hospital because he had lost his mind. God can take your ministry away. I, I, that's one of the greatest fears, Brother Fenera, I have about my life. That God may say one day, Jack, you pastored in the flesh, you pastored in carnality, you pastored for yourself. I'm going to remove the North Valley Baptist Church. I'll raise up somebody else in this area, but it's not going to be you, son. Don't let God raise up another Sunday school teacher because when you quit, we'll get another one, but you'll miss out. Don't dump that bus off. We will find someone else, but friend, you'll miss out what God has for you, the removal. If, if you're in the choir, if you're a choir member, why weren't you there? Well, I didn't know the song. Yes, you did. You just blew it off. Why well, go to practice? I don't have a voice today. If I could get all the way back up there for the sake of time, I won't. I'd go up there and just mouth the words with a smile. He said, look like a nut. You do anyway. <laughs> don't you see the Recklessness of the steward, the reckoning of the steward, and the removal of the steward. Look at the response of the steward. The steward said within himself, what shall I do? What shall I do? Could you look here in these last moments? I admire this reckless steward. I admire him. He has my admiration. What a man. Because though he messed up, he goes, okay, I want to get it right. Well, I can't get right. I quit. I've not been coming to church. I've not been tithing. I've not been the husband. I've not been the father. I've not been the Christian. I've not been the choir. I've not been the orchestra. I've not been a soul. I've not. And you can spend your life from all the failure. But this man said, listen, I am reckless. I know there's a wrecking. I know I'm going to lose it. There's a removal. But what can I do? I want to do it. I want to get it right. I admired him. He could have run. Most do. He could have quit. He could have blamed. Oh, that's the big one nowadays. Let's just blame the church. Let's blame my parents. Let's blame my wife. Let's blame my husband. Let's blame society. Let's blame the world. But he said, I, I, I'm not going to blame. I messed up. You know, if we'd stop right here, I would pray that this morning someone would walk forward and say, I messed up 2018 or 17 or whatever. I'm going to be like that unjust steward. I'm going to get it right. He failed, but he decided to get it right. And I, I close with notice his resolve. Verse 4. I am resolved what I will do. When I'm, watch this, put out. I know I'm going to lose my position. When I'm put out, I can't be the steward of working for this man anymore. 
when I'm put out, here's what I can do. And he said, I'm going to go to these creditors and say, you owe us this, write it right now. Write this and we'll take care of it. You know, I believe there are some things that disqualifies a man from being a pastor of the gospel. And I've not finished my race. Perhaps I, God forbid, may disqualify myself. I hope not. And for something, it's a terrible illustration. I hate the thought of it. But I can't be the pastor. I could be the gardener here. I could be the vacuumer, the man that vacuums here. I could wash the buses here. That's not to say that those that do that have disqualified themselves in other areas. I, I, I could be the silent person, become a great prayer warrior, and pray for the next pastor. Because by the grace of God, when I lose a stewardship, and when people lose a stewardship, there's still something you can do. I wish I could finish this message. We're out of time. Let's bow our heads in prayer, shall we? Our Father, as a steward, we're managing something that doesn't belong to us. It belongs to another. God, everything we have, the Bible says it is God that giveth thee power to get wealth in Deuteronomy. If we're rich, it's because you made us rich. You gave us that power. But my hard work, no, no, it was God. Lord, it was you that did it. I pray that we would all take a reckoning. Have I been a good steward? Do I pray? Do I read my Bible? Do I get right with people and not let the sun go down on my wrath? Lord, I look at my own life, and I'm, I've been so much, I guess maybe two months ago, you gave me this truth today. I've been examining my own life. I fail so often. I don't want to, but I, I'm so weak. I pray that no one here would think that pastor feels he's arrived. We will battle. Once again, I face Satan this morning. We'll battle the world, the flesh, the devil till we die. God, help us to do Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.